Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Best Player Wins podcast, where we believe that winning is winning, no matter by how little or by how much. I am your host, Eddie Quinones. Um, and everybody, welcome back. Apologies for last week not being able to post an episode, uh, but this week I'll be sure to cover some of the some of the major trades and things that happened last week, um, along with a little bit of recap um, from those past couple weeks that I've missed. Um, so let's jump right into it. Starting off right here at the top, I'm going to go ahead and do the prior two weeks recap. Um, so we'll go ahead with week seven um, and, and roll out with our biggest upset for that week. Um, I think this one was a little bit of a surprise. I think JC's team didn't perform as well. I had Kevin over JC uh, that week. I think in terms of an upset, that's it's pretty big for JC, kind of dropped him out of that first place spot and, and shuffled it around a little bit. Uh, he lost. He only scored 107.88 points to where Kevin, uh, Randy Marsh, scored 145.08 points. Um, and then going into last week, there weren't really any big upsets where you look at in terms of, you know, standings and, and who should win. I think pretty much everyone that won should have won. Um, I think the one that comes closest to being an upset was Kevin again over Nate Otis in the Belk house. So while Nate did split one and one with the league median, he did take the head to head loss. Uh, didn't affect him too much. Uh, he obviously still jumped into the top three standings. Um, so I think it's going to be pretty good from there. Uh, all right, so moving on down, speaking about standings, we'll go ahead and move on down to our top three standings updates. So at number one, we have Scott, the Thundercats, at 13-3, and three. Uh, JC at number two at 12-4, and four. and then Nate, Otis, and the Bell Cows at 10-6. and six. Um, And then just to move from there, just to kind of see who our top six are, we have Sean at 10-6 and six as well. Uh, Nate has about six points. Uh, fantasy points ahead of him. So they're both tied on record, but Nate has a higher points for uh, Damon. Rick is nine and seven with 1,223 points. And then Kevin's in sixth at nine and seven with 1199.48. Um, there are a few teams that are pretty close behind that can definitely turn it around and get into the playoffs. Here we have Nick at eight and eight, Jake at 79, Lucas at seven and nine. Uh, Mike at six and 10, and then myself at five and 11. Uh, obviously, Mike and myself are a little further back. We'd need a lot to happen for us to be able to get in. Um, but from Lucas up to Nick, they they all definitely still have a shot to get in there. So it'll definitely be an interesting last few weeks to see how this pans out. All right. And then we're going to go ahead and move on down to our matchup preview. Uh, best matchup coming up this week. I have JC. Versus the football heads. Um, I think that's just going to be a fun matchup to watch this upcoming week. Um, you know, two teams that are closer to the top in the standings. Uh, JC's at number two. The football heads, Sean at number four. Uh, only two games behind each other. So, you know, this is a must head-to-head win for uh, for Sean if he wants to kind of contend with those top three in terms of records. Um, so I think this will, this will be a really fun matchup to watch, uh, in terms of projections, don't really put too much into them, but JC's projected 144.9 and Sean is projected 144.7, um, extremely close matchup. I think the biggest difference maker this upcoming week is going to be really Jordan Love. Um, he's the only piece in, in most of the lineups. Um, 
it's a little questionable in terms of performance and, and how it's going to pan out. Um, and you also have with Derek Henry being out, you have Jeremy McNicholas taking the starting role with Tennessee. Now that's said to be seen exactly how much he's going to play within the next few weeks with them bringing Adrian Peterson in. So, you know, it's definitely some question marks on Sean's side. I think if a few of those people play um, and, and do well, I think Jordan Love, it's going against Kansas City. It's horrible pass defense. So he has a chance of doing pretty well. And then McNicholas, it's really unsure of how he's going to do, um, especially against the Rams defense. So they're not great against the stop, uh, stopping the run, but with the addition of Vaughn Miller, I think that changes that defense entirely in terms of being able to stop the run or not. So it'll definitely be interesting. Um, and then you have JC. I think JC has a solid team from top to bottom, really no big question marks. Um, the biggest question mark he has is Agnew as his wide receiver two slot. Um, outside of that, really nothing. It's really too questionable. Um, and actually Jordan Howard, he's also in there. Um, he scored a touchdown last week, scored 17 points. He had two touchdowns, 57 yards. So they've been using him a lot in the red zone. So we'll see how that how that pans out. I think this will be a really fun matchup, um, and we'll see how this goes. All right, speaking of matchups, we're going to go ahead and scroll on down to our matchups predictions. Uh, we're going to do, starting off at the very top, we have the Rickus Rick versus myself, Juan Dissimo. Uh I got to go with the Rickus Rick. Uh, my team's hurting right now. Uh, a couple pieces that need to perform extremely well for me to actually do good. Um, and I'm not sure that's really going to happen. Uh, he already had Michael Pittman put up 17.4. He had a touchdown of 64 yards. So I'm already kind of falling back behind there. So I'm definitely going to have to go with the Rickus Rick. Moving on next, we have the Thundercats versus Penguins of Madagascar. I'm actually going to go with Penguins of Madagascar here. I think they have a really solid team coming into the week. Um, Matt Stafford was hauled from practice uh, earlier this week. I don't think it's going to hold him back in terms of being able to play. I think he'll be just fine. Uh, Kadarius Tony coming back this upcoming week while he was limited to practice yesterday. I think it's a general consensus that he's probably going to play. Um, you know, there's, there's some big plug and play options here for both teams just because of injuries and stuff. Um, but I think it'll be really interesting to see how this pans out. You know, you have Debo um, on the other side who was limited to practice yesterday um, same thing with Kyler Murray. He was a non-participant participant in practice because of an ankle injury. Um, some questionable pieces, but I think uh, I think Jake will actually end up putting the, pulling this one out this upcoming week. All right. Next, we have Scooby and the gang versus the football heads. Um, it, this is, again, like I said, this is the best matchup of the week, in my opinion. I think it'll be a really fun matchup to watch. Um, but with just some of the question marks on Sean's side in terms of performance, I think I'm going to have to go with JC's team. I think his team's a little bit more complete right now. Um, I think Jordan Love and and McNicholas are just too big of question marks for me to, to for sure say, yes, Sean's going to win this. Um, I just don't get that feeling inside. I think Jake's going to end up pulling this one out. Or not Jake, my fault. JC end up pulling this one out. All right. Next, we have Auto Rocket versus Gods of the Super Saiyans. Um, obviously, going into Friday, Thursday night game has already been played. So just a little preview. 
Elijah Moore scored 27.4 points. He had seven receptions, 84 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, that helps out Mike big time. He needed that huge performance to actually be able to contend against Otto. I think it's still going to end up being Otto. I think Nick's team is pretty complete. Um, Christian McCaffrey is limited in practice. Um, if he plays out the rest of the week just fine and he doesn't have any setbacks. He's scheduled to play. Um, if he does play right now, Nick has Chuba Hubbard in his lineup. Um, so the projections look a lot closer than they probably will be once that decision gets made. But I think Nick's going to end up pulling this one out. I don't think uh, while Mike had a really big performance from Elijah Moore, he'll need those kind of performances from everyone else. Uh, while he does have some players that can give those type of performances, it's just not very likely. So I'm going to go with Nick here. All right. And then next we have Otis and the Bell Cows versus Hugh Neutron. Um, going into it, obviously, like I said before, Thursday has already been played. Jonathan Taylor had a monster game with 34 points. He is currently the number two running back in the league. Um, dropped 172 yards, two touchdowns. He did it all. He played really well. And then Mike White for, for he only put up 7.8 points. Uh, I think Otis is easily going to win this one. Um, not much of a contention. Even before the games, I think it was a pretty easy decision on who was going to win and who wasn't. So that is my pick there. And then finally, we have Rolf Boy versus Randy Marsh. Uh, not much can really be said about this one, but I think Randy Marsh is going to end up winning this one. I don't think Rolf Boy has uh, enough of a lineup to be able to contend. So... That is my matchup predictions for this week. Moving into our next section, it is our trade recap section. This will probably be our longest section so far. Um, we have a lot of trades to catch up on, so we'll start right off at the top. Otis acquires the Cowboys defense from the Rickest Rick for Daniel Jones. I think this is a really smart move um, by Otis and the Belk House. Uh, they probably were going to release Daniel Jones. They were in the process of kind of figuring something out with Daniel Jones and their quarterback situation. Um, and instead of just dropping him for nothing, trading him for a, for a, t- a good defense, it's not the other way to go. Pretty smart move there. And I think picking up Daniel Jones for the Rickish Rick, who's on a, who had a bye week, better than than dropping the waivers and wasting a waiver pick. He just traded away. Uh, he has another defense there that's more than capable of performing. So smart move by both of them. Next, we have Otis in the Buckhouse again. Acquires Alexander Madison from Hugh Neutron for Trey Sermon and Jared Goff. Again, Jared Goff was another one of those quarterbacks that he had picked up on a whim. Uh, he's been streaming a, a couple quarterbacks for the past couple of weeks because of bye weeks and injuries. Instead of just dropping him, um, smart move to pick up Alexander Madison because, you know, someone out there is going to need him. Uh, and that one ends up kind of rolling back around here soon. So smart move. Next, we have Gods of the Super Saiyans acquires Josh Jacobs and Rob Gronkowski. From Hugh Neutron for Marquez Calloway, Damian Harris, and Hunter Henry. Uh, I'm a fan of Josh Jacobs. I really like Josh Jacobs. I think this was a pretty good move. Obviously, Rob Gronkowski had another injury um, a couple weeks ago. He had left the game. So that one's a little bit questionable, but honestly, Hunter Henry is not much better. Marquez Calloway has been not that great this year. Um, and then Damian Harris has turned it around a little bit within the last few weeks. So I think that was a pretty good addition. I think overall, pretty even trade, nothing really too much to worry about there. Next, 
we have Juan Decimo acquires Calvin Ridley from Gods of the Super Saiyans for Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. Uh, at the time when this deal was made, not very high on Antonio Gibson or J.D. McKissick right now. I think that offense, while it performs, uh, it's really unclear as to who's going to get the majority of the carries every week. J.D. McKissick has done the best uh, in the past three weeks while they have both been playing. Um, I think they're just being very cautious with Antonio Gibson, and I needed someone who was going to perform. Uh, so I obviously pulled in Calvin Ridley. Uh, has been playing pretty decent. He he missed a few weeks earlier in the year. Um, I didn't think that was going to be an issue. I thought he was going to come back and continue playing. Obviously, that turned around and bit me in the ass because Calvin Ridley is stepping away from football for mental health issues, which to me, I can care less about my fantasy perspective, and I obviously care more about Calvin Ridley's mental space and how he's doing. So hopefully, you know, he takes the time that he needs um, and, and figures some things out in his personal life. So obviously sucks for me, but at the end of the day, his mental health is a lot more important than my fantasy team. So, all right, moving next, we have Otis and the bell cows acquires Taylor Heineke in the Ravens defense from the Thundercats for the Panthers defense. Uh, I think it's a good move for Thundercats. I think the Panthers defense with Gilmore officially added to it. Obviously, he was a huge impact last week on that defense. He had a turnover. He had a few really big plays. He locked down Kyle Pitts um, whenever he did guard him. So I think it's a really good acquisition by him. I think that defense is really good. Um, and again, Otis needs a quarterback. Taylor Heineke's the guy. He brings him in. Taylor's done really well um, with the football team and then the Ravens defense. All right, with our next one, we have Otto. Rocket acquires A.J. Green, T. Higgins, and Ryan Tannehill from the football heads for Tim Patrick, Derek Carr, and Melvin Gordon. I think it's a pretty even trade. Um, obviously, I like, I like T. Higgins and Ryan Tannehill. Um, but again, those are the two biggest pieces here, uh, along with Tim Patrick and Derek Carr. Nothing really too out of the ordinary here. I think it's a pretty even trade. Moving on to the next one, we have Gods of the Super Saiyans acquires Tyler Lockett from Auto Rocket for Josh Jacobs. I think if you're in need of wide receiver help, Tyler Lockett's a pretty decent option. Josh Jacobs has been consistent this year. I don't think he's had a game under 10 points that he's played in. Um, so if you're looking for consistency, anything above 10 points on a weekly basis, I think he's your guy. Uh, I think that's only going to increase, well, obviously, with the the Henry Rugg situation, which is unfortunate. Um, I think his role in the offense is probably going to increase a little bit more along with Aaron Waller. But overall, I think it's a need for a need here, and I don't mind it. Next, we have the Rickus Rick acquires A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts from Penguins for Leonard Fournette and Matthew Stafford. Um, again, I think need for a need. Jalen Hurts has been performing really well, uh, but a little better than Matthew Stafford, so I think it's a little bit of an upgrade. Um, getting another wide receiver piece in A.J. Brown, pulling him in there to kind of help with depth, and then pushing out Leonard Fournette, um, which he doesn't really need too much running back help. So, Again, need for a need on both sides here. I think they both did really well with this trade. Next, we have Rolf Boy acquires Brandon Ayuk and Dearness Johnson um, from Otto for Wolf Fuller and Henry Ruggs. Uh, at the time that this trade was made, obviously, I think Otto had a little bit of a better side on the trade. He had Wolf Fuller, who's still uncertain as to how, what he's going to do. Um, but then Henry Ruggs is really the big piece of that trade. Um, at the time, great trade for both. Uh, now, not so much. I think this trade just kind of is here and it's gone. Nothing really too outstanding for this trade. Next, we have 
gods of the Super Saiyan acquires Kenyon Drake, Cortland Sutton, and Jalen Rager from Scooby and the Gang for Tyler Lockett. Again, great job flipping Tyler Lockett, adding some depth with Jalen Rager and Cortland Sutton at the wide receiver position. And then Kenyon Drake, who has been performing really well behind Josh Jacobs um, with the Raiders. So I think it's a good good trade. Move, move Josh Jacobs for Tyler Lockett. Bring Tyler Lockett in. Move him. Acquire some depth. It's a pretty smart move from both sides. I think Scooby's getting a a a great wide receiver, um, and then I think Gods of the Super Saiyans adding some really good depth. So, great job there. Next, we have Gods of the Super Saiyans again acquires Amari Cooper from Hugh Neutron for David Johnson and Terry McLaurin. Um, obviously, Amari Cooper, top guy in Dallas. Uh, he's the man. So. He's going to get his targets. He's always going to get his targets, and I think he'll do really well. Um, and then for David Johnson, obviously David Johnson's David Johnson. Nothing really too insane. The best season he had was like 2016. Um, hasn't been the same then. And then Terry McLaurin. Uh, I'm a fan of Terry. I think Amari is better than Terry uh, in terms of that offense with Dak Prescott coming back. I think Amari is going to see a, a little bit of an increase in shares here coming soon, and he's going to start getting back to what he used to be. So. Next, Gods of the Super Saiyans again trades away AJ Green to the football heads for Kenyon Drake. Uh, again, flipping Kenyon Drake, who's been doing pretty well for wide receiver depth. Obviously, we can kind of tell what he's doing here with all these wide receivers. He's trying to build up his wide receiving core. Um, he's acquired AJ Green, Amari Cooper, Cortland Sutton, Jalen Rager, um, just adding a lot of depth into his wide receiving core. So, not bad there. Next, we have Juan Dissimo. Acquires Mark Ingram from the football heads for Latavius Murray. Again, this was just a need for me. Um, with Mark Ingram coming to the Saints, I needed the backup for Saints running back, which is Alvin Kamara. Um, and they've both proven before in the past when they did play together to have some fantasy value, both of them, when they're playing. Um, and they used Mark Ingram off the rip. I mean, they played him immediately, and they played him a pretty decent amount. Um, so it's pretty happy to see that. Latavius Murray has been sitting on my bench slash IR for a while now. I'm not going to use him. Um, so I figured I might as well just give him away for Mark Ingram here. And uh, a need for a need, Latavius Murray might come back as RB1 and he might take all his snaps he wants. But right now it looks like it's a running back committee there. So I'd rather just have the backup for the Saints. Next, we have Otis and the Belkows acquires Nick Chubb from Hugh Neutron for Taylor Heineke and Javante Williams. Uh, and I think this is a great trade by Nate, picking up Nick Chubb and RB1 from Hugh Neutron for Taylor Heineke, another quarterback that he wasn't going to roster um, that probably would have found him his way to the waivers at some point. Um, and Javante Williams, who's been doing okay, nothing too great. Um, I think it adds some, some decent RB depth. Um, but again, great move by Nate. All right. Next, we have myself again. Juan Decimo acquires DJ Moore from Auto for Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think this was just more so of a a move and a little bit of a change up for me. Um, I obviously picked up the Week 13 buy, um, but to me, I'll deal with that situation when it comes. DJ Moore has been performing a little bit better than Justin Jefferson. Um, I needed a little bit of that extra boost. Obviously, Justin Jefferson has no more buys for the rest of the year. Um, but I feel like Justin Jefferson's competing with a little bit more target share out in with the Vikings. Uh, obviously, you have Adam Thielen. You have Osborne now, who's who's kind of working his way into the mix. Um, 
and I just felt a little bit more secure about Moore's opportunities um, with Carolina. So took that move there. Obviously, I picked up the bye uh, week 13, but that might end up being irrelevant um, with my record. So we'll see how that pans out. Next, to myself again, um, Juan Dicimo acquires Alexander Madison for the Saints defense. Uh, I think this was just a need for me. Uh, There's plenty of decent defenses on the waiver that I think I could have flipped, and I could just go ahead and use any defense on the waiver on a week-to-week basis. Um, Alexander Madison is a great piece to have behind Dalvin Cook. Uh, Again, Dalvin's not having their greatest fantasy year. Um, this is obviously his worst fantasy year. He's obviously missed a few, a bunch of games. I think he's missed like three or four games this year. Um, and having Alexander Madison as his backup is a big piece. He's performed very well when given the opportunity. So it was just a need for me. And I I feel like I'd rather have Alexander Madison, the Saints defense there. So, all right, moving on down to our final two, Otis and the bell cows acquires Greg Joseph kicker from Randy for Kendrick Bourne. Again, Nate's making some very smart and uh, tedious moves, um, you know, adding the best value at certain positions um, for small pieces. I mean, you're adding Greg Joseph, who is a great kicker. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm actually going to take a look at it really quick. Greg Joseph right now is the number five kicker on the year um, for Kendrick Bourne, who really hasn't done too much. It's just more of a of a depth piece than anything else. Um, I think it's a great flip for him. And then the same thing with this next one. Um, he acquires the Bills defense from Gods of the Super Saints for the Saints defense and Van Jefferson. Um, I think we all obviously know Bills defense is the number one defense in the league. Uh, Saints, I want to say they were sitting at anywhere around four or five. Um, so he, he flipped they're at number three right now, actually, the Saints defense. So flips that defense that I sent him and Van Jefferson, a piece that he was never going to use or probably never touch his lineup, um, and acquire the best defense in the league. So, again, a lot of really small moves from Nate, um, but very smart moves. So curious to see how that pans out. So that wraps up our trade recap and kind of some of my initial thoughts with some of those trades. Um, let me know what you guys think. Um, you can go ahead and drop it in the group chat. Um, but, yeah. Really busy week with trades. Um, We've seen a lot, so really exciting. All right, moving on down to our news and notes section for this week. So this upcoming week, we have the OBJ trauma uh, with the Browns. Obviously, some news came out this morning um, stating that OBJ is going to most likely get released from the Browns at some point today um, and today being November the 5th on a Friday. Um, you know, my question is, you know, where's he going to go? Uh, there's a few teams that can desperately need him. Uh, number one that pops into my head is the Raiders. Obviously with Henry Ruggs situation, they need a wide receiver and they just cleared out some cap space this morning. Um, so I think that's a, that's probably a big spot where he can land. I think he'd pair very well with Derek Carr and I think Derek Carr will get him the ball. Um, next we have the saints. Michael Thomas being out for the rest of the year. The Saints need another wide receiver. Um, and they need someone else there to really carry some of that load. So interested to see if he goes there. And the Niners was another one that I was hearing. I think Niners has always been one of his options. I suppose when we had some trade rumors in the past, the Niners have always been one of those teams that come up in discussion. So 
curious to see where he goes. Obviously, with the news coming out a little bit more um, and things sound a little more solidified that he is going to get released. I'm just curious to see what you guys think on where he's going to go. Um, next, we have mentioned this slightly before, but you know, Calvin Ridley uh, taking a break from football for mental health reasons. Um, question, you know, will he be back this year? Not sure. Uh, they no one's ever no one's mentioned you know how serious the issue is you know what exactly. Um, obviously, it's for his mental health. Um, not sure exactly what it might exactly be tied to. So it's a, kind of an iffy question to see if he actually does come back this year. Um, again, his mental health is more important than fantasy football or just football in general. So you know, I think it's it's really good for him to take a step back from football and really focus on his mental health um, and focus on himself. That's the most important thing. So moving on next, we have obviously uh, a sad situation just in general. Uh, Henry Ruggs out for the rest of the season and honestly likely out for from the NFL uh, forever. Um, It's a really tough situation. Uh, Drinking and driving, got into a car accident. Uh, airbags deployed while he was going about 127 miles an hour. Um, he did end up killing someone um, and that person's dog. Um, you know, it's it's tough to see such a young talent like that. Um, I don't really want to say go to waste. It's not really the way that I want to word it. But, you know, things like this happen and it's tough for to see kind of those situations. Obviously, all my prayers and everything go out to the families. Um of the person who passed away. It's got to be an extremely tough situation, but, you know, moving on from there and kind of going into, you know, what the outlook for the Raiders offense is going to look like, you know, who's going to, who's going to get that increased target share um, and, and what that's going to look like. So obviously outside of Waller, cause he's always been their number one piece regardless. Um, you know, you have Edwards, Coming in, he was the wide receiver, too. He, he can kind of step right into that position and take the wide receiver one reps. You know, you have Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake coming out of the backfield. who They've always had a pretty decent share in terms of carries and targets. So I think it's any man's game there. Uh, I think we'll probably see a little bit of force feeding to Darren Waller this upcoming week, um, which might cause some issues and turnovers with Derek Carr, but it's probably what we're going to end up seeing. Um, And then after that, obviously, with the whole Odell situation, he could be a piece that they plug into that offense and and add a a big spark. So, yeah, it's just a crazy situation. And we'll see how that pans out. So, But with that being said, I want to thank everyone for sticking around for this week's episode podcast. Again, apologies for not posting last week. Um, Things are getting a little hectic. So thank you very much for listening. Everyone have yourselves a great weekend and I'll see you guys later. Peace.